Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. We are live in Houston at ADA SmileCon 2022 and so excited today to be standing here and actually looking at our guest, <laughs> Dr. Emily Latran. Dr. Latran, how are you? Well, I'm fine. Thank you so much for um, inviting me on. Thank you for creating this environment. And we can share our insights and thoughts and emotions um, on how to make our profession better. And I'm excited to have you on because I know you're all about high performance. And I'm really excited to dive into that, but I want our audience to know a little bit more about you before we do. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I'm originally from Vietnam. I came here as a refugee. So I came back in 1981. So I was one of those both people. And um, I settled out in Southern California. I have three beautiful children, uh, two dental offices. It's going to be 25 years. Well, it was 25 years this past uh, September. Very cool. Um, two multi-specialty uh, group practices. And um, you know, now I'm on a mission to help everybody in the profession be a better performer. And, and I know high performance is your passion. What kind of got you started talking about this and, and really having that as a focus for you? Yeah, I, you know, just like everybody else, I have 24 hours in a day. Uh, but when you have offices to juggle and you got kids to take to school and pick up from school, and uh, you got a spouse and you got the family and then you got yourself yeah. to take care of. At some point you figure out some strategies on how to do it best and, and not have so much stress. And I've been very blessed to be learning from a, a lot of mentors, you know, Linda Miles, Sandy yeah. Pardue, all of those great names. Well, my favorite is Dr. Howard Ferran, of course. <laughs> of course, absolutely. <laughs> uh, all the great names on how to really get your head right and look uh -huh. at things the correct way where you can be a high performer and at the same time, you can also be of service to others. And let's talk about that high-performing dental assistant. Yes. What does he or she need to do to make sure that they're at the top of their game every day whenever they come into the practice? Yeah, so there are a couple of uh, focus when you're a high performer. Uh, one of them is clarity, which means being very clear in what your roles are and understand what are the expectations. I think a lot of time with a dental assistant or any team member or anybody for that matter, um, when you don't know what is the expectation, it's hard to live up to that expectation. Sure. Um, or you think you're already doing your best, but maybe the doctor is expecting something else in additional that he or she didn't really tell you that in a very clear way. Yeah. Then you may feel, you know what, I'm already doing my best and it's not good enough for you. And sometimes it's just that gap in the expectation. And the other point is um, uh, being productive. I, I think everybody, sometimes they just say, yeah, I'm in the office and I'm hustle. You know, and we see a lot of patients from a practice owner, it's going to come down to metrics, okay. right? The, yep. What is the production? What is the collection? How many patients show up? How many referrals? Those kind of numbers. So as an assistant, if you understand what kind of metrics the doctor will be looking at, it would just be easier when you go talk to the doctor to talk along those terms because that will definitely pick his or her interest. Sure. And then when you understand what their interests are, of course, they will want to know what, you know, what you want. And so let, let's talk about bridging that gap. As a practice owner, as a consultant, what do you tell dental assistants about talking to the dentist and trying to find all those answers? Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, very common thing is somebody want to ask for a raise, right? Yeah, sure. Um, and, or they want to say, well, there's somebody gossiping in the office, <laughs> sure. right? So to come to the doctor, but again, understanding that the doctor wants to run this business better, um, instead of pointing fingers, for example, let's say we talk about a gossiper, I would say, you know, there is 
toxic environment, there's something going on in the office where people are talking about each other and it's very distracting. Mm-hmm. And I just cannot perform at the highest level okay. to, to do my functions, to, to fulfill what you want us to do. If this is going on, um, who should I address that to? Nice. Yes. And one thing I always tell assistants is that it don't turn it into something personal, but it's about business. And like you said, making yes. sure if, if they can't perform at a high level, it's it's worth it for the assistant to go to the doctor or the office manager, whoever, and talk about that, right? Yes, yes. And again, understanding what it is that the doctor or the office manager wants, yeah. right? Because if, if we are nagging at each other and, and we, I don't want to clean the room and you go clean the instrument, you know, that <laughs> kind of a thing. And, and to the doctor, it just means you're going to sit my patient late, yeah. right? Or when, when you're helping me, you're going to be distracted because you're thinking about Mary or whoever, and you're not going to be focusing in, in helping me, and then I can't serve the patient well. It's the same thing when you talk to a patient, uh, telling the patient, you know, you, you need a crown, and, and talking in terms of what we call in high performance extension benefits, or benefit extension, which is if I do this for you, besides helping you, who can that affect more, right? Got if it. you have, if you don't have any more pain, you're gonna eat better, you're gonna be happier, <laughs> you're gonna be nicer to your family. Sure. So same thing, you know, with the team. If I can do this well, the team will be happier, you will be happier as a doc, and the manager is gonna be happier, then together we, we will be a better team. And again, we're at the ADA uh, SmileCon here in Houston. Dr. Emily Latran joining us today. And Dr. Latran, one of the, the biggest things that I always hear from assistants is I'm not a mind reader. Uh, sometimes I have to really dig deep to find out what the doctor wants. As a doctor, do you want that assistant asking you what you need, and making sure you're trying to get on the same page, or is that something that should be kind of expected in today's practice? I think it goes both ways. I, I would say the majority of the time is going to be the doctor okay. um, who's the problem, and you know I can say that because <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> and and it going back to clarity. Are you clear in what you need everybody to do? So for example, if I say, I want a million dollar practice, then I would need to tell my associate, I need you to do a, I don't know, a 5,000 day, or depending on how many associate, um, you know, the, the receptionist, I need you to book so many patients, whatever the production is for that day. And I need the assistant to be, you know what, we, like, we need to be on top of the game, right? Mm-hmm. We need to try to stay on time as much as possible. But if somebody come in for a recall and they want to, do three veneers. Well, we're going to fit that patient in and maybe for that day, we may go a little bit past lunch and then the next day I can give you a longer lunch or maybe I'll let you go home earlier. So the the whole idea here is if I convey that to the team, what is it, what are the numbers, what what are we trying to achieve? And if what I'm asking of the assistant is what contributing toward that goal, I think it's reasonable. At the same time, I think it's very fair for the assistant um, to, to expect the assistant to ask questions if you're not clear. Okay. Um, I, when I'm training a new person, right, I always ask, for example, let's say they come in, they say I have five years of experience, and I ask them, do you know how to do X, Y, and Z? If they say yes, I'm going to trust that they know how to do it. Okay. But, and then if they don't know how to do it, I think I have the right to get upset. <laughs> sure, <laughs> But you told me you know how to do it. Right. And of course, at the beginning, I'm going to watch that person, you know, do X, Y, and Z, and make sure that it's what I expect. Um, and so it just it just like you're gonna go and ask questions, ask for a raise, ask how to do things, um, ask how to solve conflict, right? Okay. Um, I think those are very fair questions to ask and, and if the doctor is not open about that, 
then you have to have a different conversation. Doctor, I cannot do better unless I understand what is expected of me. Nice. And I think um, I think it's an open line of communication, and both sides have to be very clear. And, and I love that about it because I don't think that puts anybody on the defensive whenever you say, mm -hmm. I, I want to make sure I'm performing at my best and I need to know how to do that. That's fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. Because, you know, your best may be different from my best. <laughs> True, exactly. <laughs> right? My best, I could be, let's say, walking in late and I can rush or I can speed up and I know I can still do it. And somebody else needs the full hour or whatever. Their best means they have to come in five, ten minutes earlier. You know, that's a really good point. Do we need to define what best is in every practice for every person so everybody's kind of on the same page, do you think? Right. You know, years ago I learned from uh, the Meadows Brothers, right? Yep, yep. Uh, you cannot take a C employee to be a B employee. And I was trying really hard to make the C become the B. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it boils down to, again, being very clear. What am I trying to do? If I'm going to, one... Let's say an A-level person, right? And that person is going to cost, the investment could be $5 more. Am I going to hire that person? Or I'm going to try to hire to, let's just say, lower level, not extended function assistant kind of thing, right? Because the expectations are different, right? Because your, your classification is different, your salary level is different, and I expect a lot more from you sure. than somebody who's entry level or somebody who has three years of experience or somebody who have 10 years of experience. And even, you know, somebody can come in and say, well, I've been, I have 10 years of experience working for Dr. X. That's not the same as somebody who have 10 years of experience working at three different offices. True. Right? So um, knowing uh, the best for that person, and, and I use the Kobe assessment for that, so I know what is the strength of that person. And if you were to delegate the task that would help that person excel with their strength, because if you give them something that is not part of their strength, they're just going to stress out. They'll do it. They yep. stress out. They're slower than they should be. Um, if you can look at things like that, I think that would be the, the best way to make sure that, you know, that's their best. It's like when you uh, run a relay, right? Yep. The, I think, I think, because <laughs> my son used to do track. <laughs> you want the fastest person or maybe the second fastest to go first. And then the fastest one to go last, yeah, you know, right. and the two middle ones could be, I don't know, somewhere in the middle. So look at your team like that. Who, okay. Who's, who's going to be the starter? Who's going to be the finisher? And uh, because maybe those are the two people that you need to speak from. For the rest, you know what, as long as we have a lunch sometime in the middle of the day <laughs> and we go home at five or six, whatever we're supposed yeah. to go home, I think life should go on uh, without too much challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, actually. <laughs> So last question for you. Have you found that high-performing teams changed after the pandemic or maybe what the definition of a high-performing team was? Or did that have any effect? Yeah, you know, for me, uh, from, my, from my perspective, high-performance has to do with the person. Okay. So a lot of time when I'm coaching, you know, clients or team, we're talking about the person, you as a person, right? And then as in synergy, if... I use a Kobe assessment and I recommend, you know, this person should be doing this more and that person should be doing that more. Um, you get a more cohesive team and that team as a whole will be high, high performing. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say, okay, let me just get a bunch of people together and let me just train them and make them all high performer. Because I think individually they should have that mindset yeah. of high performer and that should dictate their behavior. 
So, Dr. Latran, I feel like we can talk about this all day, but uh, <laughs> but I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you, uh, can find more resources, wherever you might direct them. Uh, yeah, so they can go to my website. It's uh, DrEmilyLetran.com, D-R-E-M-I-L-Y-L-E-T-R-A-N. Um, there's a high-performance quiz on there. You can take it. It asks about 10 different aspects of your life, life and business. So you can kind of see, are you a high performer, right? Because, again, with high performer, we're looking at the whole thing. We're not talking about your income or, you know, one, what, just one aspect. Um, you can schedule a free consultation on there. And um, you can watch videos, you know, a couple of videos on there. There's a podcast on there. Yeah. And, I, you know, my whole thing is I want each one of us to rise up to the potential that we can be and we deserve. And um, then that way we're going to get the best thing out of life. And that's what I think we all want. So, yes. Dr. Latran, thanks so much for being on today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. And um, have a great time at the ADA. Absolutely. And this will be the first of a series of podcasts you will hear from here in Houston at the ADA SmileCon. We're looking forward to bringing you some of the best names in dentistry to talk to you, dental assistants, about your day and how you can have a better one and a better career at that. But for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off from Houston. And as always, reminding you that together we rise.